Welcome to the podcast that passes poor performance on pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Darren Duncan, alongside with my best friend, Audie Marsh. We're just a couple of cool cats casually causing some chaos with conversation. We're here to entertain you, not hurt your feelings, so don't blame us. What's up, dude? We made it. (laughs) Yep, a little late, but we're fucking here, man. Friday night, super fucking stoked. This is my most anticipated episode that we have thus far. What are we on? Number eight or seven? I think it's number seven. I think it's seven. Seven or eight? I don't remember. Yeah. We got Mr. Goddamn Superfly himself, Matt Santoro. I think is I think it's Matt fuck Matt motherfucking Santoro. That's his real middle name, I think. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. It's like pretty... Matt motherfucking Santoro. I'm gonna something have to like talk that. to my mom to tell her why she didn't name my middle name motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Let's bring him in, Let's man. Bring him on. What's up, guys? What's up, dude? You gonna tell everybody we're late because my Wi-Fi sucks <laughs> and I couldn't yeah, find dude. my computer or my computer's power cord. <laughs> I think it's hilarious that you had to look for your laptop because, like, it's America. Everyone has guns and laptops, and it's oh, like, I man, say, my, I can oh, find I... my gun. I can find all my guns. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, I've always been curious about that. What was it like? Was it a pain in the ass being a gun carrier and traveling through so many different states like, and having to keep up with all the gun laws and shit? It was when you had to go through Maryland and when you had to go through Illinois. It was a real pain in the ass. Yeah, I hear Illinois gun laws fucking suck. Yeah, they loosened them up a couple years ago. Everything other than the county Chicago's in is pretty decent to carry through, but Maryland was a piece of shit. Why? Uh, Maryland's gun laws are more strict than federal law. You know, federal law says you can carry a concealed weapon from point A to point C, where they say you can disassemble and put it in a safe. And Maryland says you can't even transport the frame of a pistol through our state. So you're just shit out of luck. Nothing That's you crazy. can do. Yeah. How do you buy a gun from the store and keep it at home then? Like, just don't get caught or pulled over or what you No, know, if you're a Maryland resident, you can... Oh. You can get a concealed carry permit if you're a Maryland resident that owns a business that deals with cash. Other than that, you're basically not getting a concealed carry permit. And if you are transporting a pistol, you basically have to be able to prove you're going on the fucking range. Right. Bunch of Damn, that's you've uh, you've had some run-ins with cops. I'm sure getting <laughs> pulled over, and some of them. I'm sure some of them are really cool and happy to pull over the singer of a rock band. But it's, I'm sure some of them are dicks too, right? Dude, we got pulled over. I've been pulled out of the vehicle probably 40 times in my life. Damn. Searched and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, searched. Yeah. We had uh, our drummer got arrested one night. (laughs) Chris? On a traffic stop. Yeah, he got arrested in Paw Paw, Michigan. (laughs) Holy shit. Why? He had a spring-assisted pocket knife, which we told him was not legal in every state, but he wasn't real big on listening. So he's carrying this knife that's a spring assisted open with which is a felony in Michigan and New Jersey. So we got pulled over. A cop was like, you know, he thought he hit the fucking mother load. We had like kilos of cocaine or something. So they searched us for two hours. Guy was pissed. He couldn't find anything. Brought Chris to jail over a fucking pocket knife. And it was like a dollar store pocket knife. God damn. Yeah. You guys don't even have like roaches in the ashtray. Like you guys don't do none of that shit, you know? Nope. We didn't have shit. Those cops were pissed. They made us stand in the snow for like two hours. It was 18 degrees. 
they were facial profiling you. This one fucking cop, <laughs> the one that was standing with us, well, the one was searching us, had like this single tear rolling down his face because it was like cold as fuck. And he never touched it for like an hour. It was just like rolling. We're just staring at this fucking guy like, holy shit, man, this fucking guy's going to kill us. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, this brutal. What a bunch of dicks, man. It's just because the way you guys look, man, the tattoos. the It's like, dude, obviously you're a fucking band. You got drums and guitar cases in the fucking van. It's not like you're lying. Dude, we got pulled over in that one town six times. Six times in a row we got pulled over in Paw Paw, Michigan. And after like the sixth time, we said, fuck it. And we started driving all the way around the fucking city. We'd add an hour to the trip just to drive around because it was I forget which highway it was, but it was one of the major highways that crossed through Michigan. We just started driving around it. Fuck them. Were they pulling you over just because the way you looked or did they have a real reason? Yeah, we got pulled over in that town every time the sun was up and we were driving. When they Damn. could see us, we got pulled over. Which That's I fucking mean, nuts. Yeah, I get it. I, I, I've known the guys for my whole fucking life, and I think they look shady. So, you right. know, I was never a dick to the cop. Like, I, I get it. You know, right. it's whatever. Well, I hope you broke some uh, some profiles, you know, or whatever, because like they see you and they're like, wow, this guy actually is really polite and well spoken and he's aware of the law. He's not just some punk with a bunch of cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say probably 75 percent of them were really fucking cool. Once they pull you over and, you know, you're fucking. Wins. Oh, you're a cop. <laughs> Dude, That's awesome. I mean, like. I would totally get it. Like we get pulled over. I've been pulled over shit three times this month, actually. But so, I, I always get it. Like, no, let, let me, let me, let me clarify something. That's funny. Okay. I didn't even think of that. I totally <laughs> forgot. I was like, so stoked Matt's here. And I forgot. Oh yeah. Audie's a cop. <laughs> hey, I wasn't trashing cops. I no, 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 no. <laughs> so I'm a special breed. I'm a, a military police. Okay. Yeah. Now, my wife, she was a cop. Well, she is a cop, but now she's Department of the Army cop, so... Okay. So they yeah. arrest dickhead cops. Yeah. Dude, I, it's like, bloodline. I, I get it why they pull us over, and I always got it. So when they pull, when I get pulled over, my hazards go on, my dome light comes on, and my hands don't leave the steering wheel. When yeah. the cop gets to my vehicle, I say, I'm going to get my license out of my pocket I get my license out. I hand them my concealed carry permit. Even if, if it's a state like Florida where you don't have to tell them that you're carrying, I still pull it out and I say, officer, I have a concealed carry permit. Here it is. I am carrying. I tell them the location of my gun. I tell them that they're more than happy to grab it and br bring it back to the vehicle for the stop. And yeah. when you do that, they're always cool, man. Always cool. It was always the vehicle enforcement uh, police officers on like I-80 and I-90 that were fucking assholes, but it was never yeah. like actual cops that were dicks. Yeah, vehicle I, enforcement? What the hell is that? I never even heard that. There's commercial vehicle enforcement officers on all the highways that run all the way north and south and all the way east and west in, in the country, and they're just looking for like com commercial vehicle uh, fucking regulations. Just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Damn. And they were always dicks. <laughs> well, I think, I don't, like, your experience, though, it shouldn't be that way regardless. Mm. You know, like, it, you, they shouldn't profile or they shouldn't pick, pick on you. Uh, being law enforcement, wife's law enforcement, stepdad, like, it's unheard of. 
I've never done that. I don't know why police officers have that mentality to do stuff. Like, if I was to pull you over every time you come through, like, it's to pull you over to bullshit with you. It, Dude, it got, wouldn't be to search and do none of that shit. You know? I got pulled over in Michigan because the cop had never seen our license plate before. He didn't know what kind of tags we had. They were fucking Virginia tags. He just wanted to bust our balls. He saw us all. And, like, I always got it. And every time a cop has ever asked me, once they go down the road of, you know, do you have any drugs, blah, 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 I always say, officer, we'll get out. You can look. Like, I don't care. We were never hiding anything, so I was yeah. never mad about it. Never once in my life have I told the cop they couldn't search me. Like, yeah. it's whatever. Just, it, definitely, their probable causes, uh, they were definitely shitting on y'all. Like, I get it. They probably, yeah. like, it was, that's <laughs> some dirty shit, man. Not only the night that he arrested our drummer, not only did he arrest our drummer, but when he brought our drummer to jail... He didn't set the bond or the bail, whatever, so we couldn't get him out till the morning. <laughs> we had to drive an hour and a half to the town we were going to play in, and I put a sign on the merch table that said, Chris is in jail, donations. <laughs> and we made like $300, $400 on merch, then we went in the morning and picked them up. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow, so it worked out. <laughs> so thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah, I mean, we would have made more if we played because we had a guarantee that night, but we made the best of the situation. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask if you had to cancel that, so you didn't even get to play then, but you, you still set up play. a merch table and just yeah, hung yeah. out or what? It was like an hour. We were playing in Battle Creek, Michigan, and this was in Paw Paw, Michigan. So we just said, fuck it. We drove to the show, set up merch, talked to people. Nobody believed us because you know how we were. I was always bullshitting people. Right. <laughs> but yeah, once once our set time came and people were like, you guys going to go on? I'm like, no, he's actually in jail. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is hilarious. I never heard that shit before. Yeah, that poor bastard. I got pulled over in... um, All right, I'll tell you guys a story. Adam and I are uh, Washington football, now Commanders fans. We watched a documentary documentary from back in the day when the Hogs would run over dead animals on their way to football games as a way to get pumped up. So, sorry, I don't want my cigar to go up. We started running over dead animals... And we thought that it helped our merch numbers. We thought the more dead animals we ran over, the better we'd sell merch. And it always worked. I don't know if it was like a positive thinking thing or whatever. One night we're driving, I think from Illinois to fucking Wisconsin to play a show. And I've got like, it's this one lane road. There's like 40 cars behind me. I'm doing the speed limit. The whole time I'm swerving, running over dead animals. I must have run over 20, 30 fucking dead animals. And a cop pulls up behind me when we get into town and pulls me over. The car behind us, who'd been behind us for about 30 miles, pulls over behind the cop. Cop comes up to the fucking door and he's like, uh, have you been drinking? And I'm like, no, sir. You know, I do the whole thing. Give him, you know, my permit. Tell him I'm carrying blah, blah, blah. He was like, uh, well, we got a call that you've been swerving all over the road for the last 30 miles. And I said, yes, sir. I've been swerving all over the road and I tell him the whole story and I tell the cop that I'm swerving to run over these dead animals. <laughs> the fucking cop is looking at me, trying not to laugh. Adam's sitting in the passenger seat with this look on his face. Like he's going to fucking murder me. Cop looks at me. He's like, okay, well, I appreciate the honesty. I'll be right back. Went back to his car. Adam turns to me. He's like, what the 
fuck are you telling the cop that for? And I'm like, dude, honesty is the best policy. I'm not going to lie to a cop. So cop comes back up and he comes up to the window. He's like, well, uh, where are you guys playing? And I tell him, he's like, well, you're free to go. I was like, so just to clarify, officer, it's not illegal to run over dead animals. He's like, no, just next time stay in your own lane. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious, man. He was nice as shit. <laughs> man, yeah, he had to die about that. He I bet he was telling all of his cop buddies, like, you wouldn't believe this shit. Yeah, you you could see him trying not to fucking laugh. It was fucking hilarious. He was a young guy. He was really cool. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. That's awesome. I've never heard of that before. Like you have a superstition of running over dead animals to mm-hmm. sell more merch. We started it. Um, you remember a tip jar with the hole carved out of my mouth, and it said, "Yeah, put your tip in my mouth." Yeah. <laughs> I invented that tip jar the first night we started running over dead animals. <laughs> no shit. West Virginia. We're in like the middle of West Virginia running. I fucking ran over a million dead animals in West Virginia. <laughs> the show fucking sucked. There was nobody there. But I invented that tip jar because I was so fucking bored behind the merch table. And that turned out to be one of the best things we ever did. We made people love putting money in that thing's mouth. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious um that wasn't there a time when uh you guys were called bob and not super bob yeah and there's a, there's a rapper called bob and they had they had bob on on the marquee and everybody showed up thinking that it was the fucking super famous rapper people started sending us messages saying they were like buying tickets to our shows and they were buying tickets to bob it was when he first came out and he was blowing up so mm. we just changed our name right out the gate because if you do cause confusion in the industry and somebody owns the trademark you are fucked so we just changed oh. our name the second he came out man Okay, what, um, man, did you have to jump through a ton of, uh, hoops for the fucking, like, trying to make it, or did you guys even, was that even on your radar, like, trying to get signed and all that shit? Not really, no, once we played, I was talking to Adam last night, actually, and the thing with us is we were making a living, and a lot of these guys that are playing and touring aren't making a living, they're just kind of pretending to be making a living, So we were actually making enough money to get by. And if we'd signed a record deal, all the percentages and all the bullshit we'd give up, we'd go back to not making a living. So we were like between a rock and a hard place. Like, A, we were independent. So we got to do whatever the fuck we wanted to say, whatever the fuck we wanted to. We had nobody telling us what to do. Meanwhile, we see all these guys that are like, you know, playing big shows, but they're fucking homeless people sleeping on people's couches when they're off the road. Right. And that wasn't, wasn't something we were interested in. So yes. there was a big reason we stopped playing. Cause it was like, we got into music to not be anybody's bitch. And then come to find out, well, if you want to make it in today's rock and roll, you got to be somebody's bitch. And we've never been anybody's bitch. So it was just right. like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome though yeah. i always i always wondered that if there if it was like what the industry was like and yeah i think you nailed it man that's that makes a lot of sense because i've i've played a lot of open for a lot of like big bands and like they were literally like you said they're spending the night at people's houses yeah or like you know i was like fuck man where's your Dude. i thought you had a tour bus and those those seem to be the angry guys the guys yeah. that used to play fucking arenas 10 years ago 
and had a bus and now they're all in a van opening up in like bars that smell like piss. Like yep. those are the guys that are dickheads because, and it's like, dude, you should be thankful that there's still people that want to see you play that song. That was a hit 10 years ago and buy your shirts. Like, why are you well, being mean to us? They're pissed off. Cause they, you know, you realize that you've basically given up like a big chunk of your life. And then for what, you know, you were right. somebody's bitch. You did what they told you to do. And at the end of it, you didn't make a motherfucking dollar. Like, fuck that. Fuck that shit, man. <laughs> yeah, that's absurd. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what, 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 how'd you come up with Bob? What was the whole point of that? We wanted a name that was stupid, stupid enough that the second you heard it, you'd never forget it. Okay. So that's that makes what we sense. Came up with. Yeah. They're just, just Bob. Wow. <laughs> When you think of like when we thought of the bands that we loved growing up, like Tool and Corn and just all those bands, their names are short, they're simple, and they don't remind you of anything else. So the second you see that band and you hear that name, you're always going to associate the two with each other forever. You never forget right. the name. You can find it online. You can spell it. It's nothing worse than a band that has a three syllable name that has like four silent Z's and a K in it. And you can't right. find you know, they look like the eye chart at the doctor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <You> can't Google it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like there's, there's a band called Ahumado Granujo and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Shit, yeah. I don't even know what it means, dude. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't. Fucking it's strange baby. that I even remembered it. And like what I hate is like the death metal festivals. Mm-hmm. There's 20 fucking bands and you can't read a single fucking one of them. Cause they all got that same stupid font that looks like a pile mm-hmm. of sticks. It's like, they- dude, you would. You want people to know who the fuck you are, right? Yeah, that's that's it. People, most people are only ever going to see you one time. You get like forty-five seconds to make an impression. If right. you get through that forty-five seconds and people like you enough to look you up, they better be able to fucking find you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, remember Jamiroquai? Like, he was the shit. But he's got like, dude. I've tried to look him up on YouTube. I'm like, how the fuck do you spell you that spell dude's that? name? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a dumb guy, but I can't spell shit. Right. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. I often find myself asking Siri all the time, how do you smell this? Right. <laughs> yeah, like most people are scared to go through their phone history to find dirty porn. And mine is just going to be a bunch of like shit Googling definitions Google. of words. So I make sure <laughs> I use it right. <laughs> I do the same thing, man. Even if I know it, I always look it up. Yeah, yeah, just to like reassure yourself. Reassure. Oh, I reassure yeah. all the time. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> how, how long did it take you guys to get your following, man? Because I mean, did you guys start as a local band and then just branch out slowly, or what? We did. We did it the slowest, the dumbest, hardest fucking way, but also the you know a way that worked. We started as a local band in the D.C. area. Uh, we took every we, we fucking sucked. I mean, like fucking terrible sucked. But we knew we sucked, so we took every show we could get for like two or three years. You know, we playing twenty, thirty, fifty, sixty shows, and then we started getting good enough that more people wanted us to play. So we started taking every single fucking show we could get. You know, in like we're in D.C. And then they want us in, like, Maryland and West Virginia and Southern Virginia. Then we go to those places. And then they want us further down in Southern Virginia, then down in the Carolinas, and then up into New York and New Jersey. 
and we'd go play those. And the last three years before we went full time, we played 120, 150, and 180 shows in those three years leading up to going full time while we were working full time jobs. So we we're playing three fucking three, four days a week working 40 hours a week. <laughs> Damn. That's <laughs> fucking nuts. Fucking brutal. But then we built up enough. And then, you know, then we got like, we got places in Alabama that are paying us a thousand dollars to play. We got places in fucking Michigan paying us 600 to play. We got, you know, all these places giving us money to play. So then we said, fuck it. We went full time. And then we started filling in, you know, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Mondays, you know, for, 150, 200, 250 bucks, and then started it all over and just branched out from there. Right. You guys have been as far as like West Texas, right? Like that's your. No, man. We went out to um, Colorado and Nevada and fucking um, Mexico and the Dakotas and all that shit a couple of times. I just remember a video when you guys were sitting outside of a Starbucks or something. (laughs) <laughs> and you guys kept getting interrupted by old people. Like, are you guys in a rock band? And and uh, people are like, well, where do you guys play? And Chris is just so dumb. Like, he don't know how to answer it. And he's like, oh, you play everywhere. Like, it's Philadelphia. Ohio, Ohio <laughs> to Texas. Yeah. And Matt's like, he's like, dude, we're in, like, a state that's farther away from Philadelphia yeah. right now, you fucking yeah. idiot. It's like, dude, we're, like, four states west of where you just said our range was. Like, come on, man. He's like, but she was 87 and she got a card. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So what happened to him? Is that a sore subject or you want to talk about that a little? No, Chris lives, he lives about an hour from me. He actually seems to be doing pretty good from looking at him on Instagram. He, uh, oh, okay. I don't think he liked Adam and I, you know, Adam and I can be, you know, strong personalities. We, Adam and I were always real tight. And I, I think Chris just, I don't know. I think he just got sick of playing, got sick of doing the way we were doing. I mean, we were in it for the long haul, man. We weren't going to get a deal and blow up. We were going to fucking grind it out and maybe one day get an opportunity. And I just think he didn't want to deal with it anymore. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it was understandable. Plus, I think he fucking hated us most of the time. We're really hard on each other. Yeah, like just constantly busting balls. He probably felt like you guys are teaming up on him and just being dicks and shit. Or oh yeah, yeah. You can't, you know, if you misspeak, it's it's a ten year inside fucking joke. You know, <laughs> just yeah, right. how it's always been. Keep each other like, sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle seemed to fit in like real fucking well, man. That's yeah. her name, right? Yep. Yeah, Michelle. Yeah, she was a cool replacement. Yeah, she was uh, a good drummer. Yeah, she was she was she was really cool and Drew's the fucking man. It's cool to yeah. see you guys all just doing different things now. I never would have never would have thought, man. For selfish reasons I miss you guys playing shows, but I get it. Like you seem like you're way happier than you've ever been, you know. I am, dude. I I didn't realize how miserable I was touring until I stopped touring. Right. How uh so speaking of being miserable, do you have any like shitty stories of just like shitty hotels or dealing with asshole bands or bouncers or club owners bouncers were always cool club owners were almost always cool once we were full-time club owners were always cool um i mean hotels i've stayed in some fucking we had we had rules that we had to learn the hard way on what hotels to stay in like when we were young we're playing in fucking jersey one time and we're driving into town 
Sorry, I can't let my cigar go out. We're driving into town at like eight in the morning. Sun's already up. We haven't slept. We get fucked pulled over by the cops. Cop comes up to the window, starts busting our balls, you know, like, what are you guys doing in town? Blah, 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 blah. You know, we tell him. He lets us go. Well, we come to find out he pulled us over because we were in the wrong motherfucking neighborhood. We stopped at this hotel in Irvington, New Jersey, and we got a room. Nine in the morning, we check in. Adam wakes me. I wake up at like 1130 to Adam shaking my bed going, dude, we got to get the fuck out of this neighborhood. And I'm like, dude, I'm sleeping like chill. He's like, seriously, dude, we have to fucking leave. And I'm like, chill. I wake up. Go downstairs. There's like two inches of bulletproof glass at the check-in. I walk out into the parking lot. There's a 12-foot wall all the way around the hotel that the gate opens up into the motherfucking projects. I'm talking like courtyard, high-rise projects, couches out in the fucking courtyard, broken down cars. We fucking leave as we're driving down the street to go to the club. Everybody on the street stops and just looks at us like... We're going to fucking kill these motherfuckers when the sun goes down. Get yeah. to the club. Club asked us where we stayed. We told them. They said, you need to leave Soundcheck right now. Go back to the hotel. Get your bags out of there before the sun goes down. Holy shit. Dang. So we did. We got our fucking bags out. We didn't stay that night. Yeah, so they would have They would have stole all your equipment, dude, and fucking pawned that shit. The cop pulled us over because he was being cool. The only reason for a van full of white guys being in that neighborhood was to be buying drugs. Right, exactly. You know? yeah. And he couldn't really tell us that, but he was kind of telling us that. Right, you guys right. need to get that. Damn, that's yeah. fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> I bet Adam shit himself. He's like, man, we're going to get beat the fuck up. <laughs> it was it was a bad neighborhood. We, we, we got into some odd situations every now and then, but people were normally cool. You know, the guys... The guys all looked fucking scary, so right. people were normally cool. You know, we got into a really bad ghetto. Nobody ever really started shit with us. You know, we got some looks, but we never put ourselves in bad situations. Right. So You just get in and out. We're just trying to work, man. Yeah, and we made rules after learning the hard way that we never stayed in town. Uh, we always stayed like truck stop kind of towns near truckers because truckers carry guns and nobody fucks right. with them. So that shit. makes a lot of sense. That's a good rule. Most definitely. You ever uh, been in any fights or al- almost gotten into fights or anything like that? Very few. Very, Very few? few. Yeah, just a couple. <laughs> Probably just uh, like drunk patrons of the bars or what? I, I never got to punch a single person because Adam is a fucking redhead and you never met Carl who was in the band before Chris. Carl was also a redhead and I don't know if you guys know redheads but Adam goes from being the nicest person in the world to I'm going to punch you dead in like half of a second. There's no warning. There's no nothing. He just goes from <coughs> nicest guy in the world to murder you so every time we ever got in a fight my job was to pull adam off the guy before he killed him seriously <laughs> like we're we're playing in our hometown one time did you ever, you never met curtis did you curtis no i've talked our, to him like in emails and stuff but yeah he's one of our oldest and best friends i still talk to curtis um and he used to be our tour manager and he used to be our booking agent he used to do everything for us 
we're playing one night in our hometown, Jam and Java. This place used to be like a Christian fucking coffee shop. And I'm outside. I look inside and I see this dude come out of the girl's bathroom and like dudes bobbing and weaving and Curtis is standing right there and pow, he punches fucking Curtis. Curtis drops to the ground. So I go running in and as I'm going in, another guy goes up to this dude and the dude bobbing weave drops another fucking guy. So I go running in because I see Adam go running in. And as I go running in, Adam, he got a hold of the guy and the guy must have been like, I mean, the guy, he had some moves. He could fight. He dropped two people, but he was small. He may have been like a buck 10 and Adam's like 190, 6'4", big dude. Adam grabs him by the fucking shirt and he hits him twice. And the dude is like out, out fucking cold. And Adam's grabbing him by the shirt and security's on Adam. And Adam's like dragging what looks like a lifeless body around the club. Well, there's like seven people on Adam. Security gets on him. I'm on the back of security, and I'm like, Adam, chill. This is security. Like, chill, dude. The guy's out. It's done. Dude's fucking out. So finally get security off Adam, get Adam off the dude. The dude didn't move for like six minutes. The venue's fucking freaking out. They've never had a fight, and this guy looks fucking dead. The fucking cops are coming up. There's blood everywhere. That's insane. I, I man, I can't see. I mean, I could. I guess I could see Adam whooping some ass because he's he's a real fit big guy. But I just I don't see the anger in him because he's always so cool. But I've never given him a reason to get mad either. You know? No, and he he doesn't get mad. He literally goes from nicest dude in the world to to murder. It, it's just that's how redheads are. You know? It's starting to rain. I got to move into my fucking laundry room. All right. So, I used uh, to be I used to be a redhead until I got old. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. My daughter uh is full blown ginger and she's like night and day. It's like a switch. She's yeah, pissed. Dude. I'm just that's, like that's uh, that's how they are. Every single yeah. one I've ever known was that way, man. Yeah. I've gotten older. I, I used to be that way when I was younger. But since I've gotten older, I'm just like I I'm too old to be doing this stuff. Like it hurts yeah, now. Exactly. You get old and you realize that, you yeah. know, when you're in your 30s and 40s, like getting punched in the face is bullshit, man. <laughs> it fucking hurts. It hurts. Yeah. yeah. You got to get punched in the face in your teens and your 20s because yeah. it builds character. But once you're an old man, like never again. Hopefully never it. get punched in the face again. Nowadays, it's not worth it, man. Like you, now if you get into a bar fight, it doesn't matter who starts it or throws the first punch. You're both getting a felony. Yep. Yeah. And uh yeah, just fuck that. And like if, if you knock some guy out and he falls, hits his head on the ground, brain hemorrhage, dies, you're going to prison for the rest of your life or fucking second degree murder, you know. It's not like it used to be when we were young, man. How old are you guys? I'm thirty-five. Okay. I'll be uh I'll be thirty-eight in a week. Okay. I'm fucking forty. Yeah. <laughs> what was it like growing up with you? You Adam and Drew all knew each other forever or no? Uh no, actually, Drew was quite a bit younger than Adam. I, I knew Adam. Um, I met Adam on the school bus in, I was in the seventh grade. He was in the eighth grade. Um, I knew Adam as the big, scary motherfucker on the school bus that just moved up from Florida. And, like, he had a fucking childhood. Holy fucking shit, man. He was a tough little son of a bitch. Um and he actually hated me 
for for years we didn't talk like i remember hearing stories about him and i'm like you know people are telling me this kid's like you know he's from florida he you know smoked pot with his mom he got in a bunch of trouble and i'm like all right fuck this guy like and i i remember looking up and i looked up and i looked at him and i had the thought no i'm i'm never saying shit to that guy so i never <laughs> said shit to him for like years and then one day we just became fucking friends damn that's cool yeah. and drew so- ran sound for us drew was not an original band member drew we'd been playing a year we had a drummer that wasn't good enough and we knew it and uh drew <laughs> Drew ran sound for us one night at this little fucking place. And it was the worst sound we'd ever had because he was 19 years old and he was fucking hammered drunk, man. I had to unplug the monitors. Like he was an awful sound guy drunk. Um, But after the show, he told us he loved us and he said he played drums and if we're ever looking for a drummer. So we called him up and uh, he came over and I I thought he was good. Adam, Adam's exact... (laughs) I shouldn't say this where people can hear because it's not funny anymore, but this was 15 years ago. So Drew left and Adam said, he sucks and I'm pretty sure he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucked up. That's funny. Yeah. Does Drew know this or no? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, Drew does. I figured he does. God damn, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So did, when did you decide, like, I'm going to be a singer? Like, did you always have that in your mind? Like, I'm going to be a rock and roll star someday? Or did you just kind of fall into it? I fell into it uh, because I was friends with Adam. Adam and I became really, really fucking tight when we were, like, 16. I was 16. He was 17. Um, and Adam's always been a guitar player. Like, all guitar players, they start when they're young, which is why they're also fucking weird. But he was playing guitar and we had a friend at the time sean that was playing drums and they just play music all day and and i had nothing to do so i just sit there and watch them and uh one day i they tried to convince me to start playing the bass and i'm like guys i can't play shit i'm not a musician like i didn't grow up listening to rock music i listened to nothing but rap music till i was like 30. um and I felt I broke my fucking ankle, couldn't walk for a month. And the first weekend they bought me a bass guitar and brought it over to my house knowing I couldn't walk. So I learned how to play the bass. Um, I started playing with them. Uh, the guy Sean went, we were looking for musicians. We couldn't find musicians. We started looking for singers. We couldn't find singers. So Adam started singing and Adam can sing, but he got like just the, again, not supposed to say this, but the most feminine voice in the fucking world, which we didn't want. We wanted to be a rock band. Um, so I'm writing lyrics for him and he's singing and we're looking. And one day he just turns to me. He's like, dude, you can write. You're the singer. And I'm like, well, dude, I, I can't sing at all. And he's like, no, you can't sing at all, but you can learn and you sound like yourself. So right. that's how I became the singer. Cause I sounded unique. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Dude, that happens so many times. I've listened to so many podcasts with singers on them, mm-hmm. and damn near all of them are like, I couldn't sing at first. And I and a lot of them started on bass, and then they just fell into the singing position. That's so fucking strange how often that happens. It's because, guys, I know you're a singer, and this doesn't apply to you because you're cool. But <laughs> singers are fucking assholes. So if you grow up as a kid being the singer, the guy, it's like being a quarterback. You just have an inflated fucking ego. 
So singers are just fucking dicks. So yep. if you're that much of a dick, you're probably not going to make it unless you're great. Or Phil Anselmo, you could beat everybody up, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that works too. That was a different time, though. A lot of those guys back then that made it would have no fucking chance in today's world. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny to see just locals and, like, regional bands that are just total assholes for no fucking reason, dude. It's like, I just don't understand it. You know how many guys deleted me when we stopped playing? Really? A bunch or what? Okay, and you know why they deleted me? Because you couldn't. They all, got, they all got fiancés, and they know that I know that they were fucking running around on them every goddamn night on the road <laughs> like a bunch of pieces of shit. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was because they couldn't like benefit from you anymore, like play shows and things like that, that. But that too, and the fact that they probably never fucking liked us anyway, which I don't care if they never liked us. Right. That's really the point. Love it, love it or hate it. <laughs> Do you think they didn't like you because they didn't like the music because they were typically heavier bands, or they didn't like you because you were DIY guys and successful at it? Um, I feel like we didn't play a lot of the games, you know, a lot of like that touring together and all that shit is like guys just get together and basically just blow each other's fucking egos up and tell each other how great they are. And then they go out on tour and they hang out together. And, you know, we just I was never into any of that shit. You know, I I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Neither did Adam. So we were we were about playing the show, getting paid talking to the people that work there, talking to the people that came to see us play, talking to the bands that were selling tickets for us to be there and mm -hmm. building relationships. We weren't about going out and telling some guy from fucking Mississippi that his band's the greatest thing ever when I don't fucking care, you know? Right. So we, we tried to be good to all the people that were good to us and the guys that just wanted to use a relationship, fuck them. That was the coolest thing about you guys that I noticed right away is like you were there till fucking 2 a.m. Standing at the merch table, talking to every single person, never being a fucking dickhead. Like it was just you guys were so approachable and just so cool. And like we became friends fucking like right off the bat, you know? Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's awesome. Setting up merch tables right next to each other. And it was just fucking cool, dude. Dude, it, it, we met a lot of people like I, I told Adam last night I was coming on the podcast with you guys. He's like. I told him I was going on a podcast. He's like, what the fuck are you going on a podcast for? I was like, well, it, it's fucking Joey Columbine, dude. He was like, no shit. Joey's got a podcast. He's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. I should see if he wants to hop on it sometime. He's oh, probably busy no, as fuck, huh? No fucking chance in hell. He's in, uh, he's a firefighter now. And he's, yeah. he's like three quarters of the way through his EMT certification. Oh shit! So been like doing rounds at the hospital and riding in the ambulance. The motherfuckers had like two days off in the last fucking nine months. Right, I figured that he'd be a real hard one to get on. That's I'd rather have you anyway, though. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you met any like crazy locals or fans? Like, didn't a chick ask for one of your dreads one time? Like, if she could, like, did you ever get that shit? I'm sure you're flattered with the Super Bob tattoos and stuff, but like. Yeah. You ever get any weirdos or people just get too comfortable? Like they think they're cooler with you than you guys really are and just get weird or. I, I'll tell you what always fucking annoyed me was, you know, I, I don't drink. I haven't had a sip of alcohol or a fucking drug since I was 16 years old. Like I'm 
flat out. I never talked about it, but I'm just flat out fucking sober. Like I got fucking problems, so I don't do it. The thing that would annoy me is when I, a guy would offer me a drink more than twice, you know? Okay. Look at me. I, if I tell you I don't drink, there's probably a fucking reason I don't drink, you know? And I gave everybody one or two shots, but that third time, you know, like just some, and it was normally bands, like measure their manhood and like how many chicks they can get or how much they can drink. Like I was just never, never about that. Like I don't need to qualify how manly I am with, with anything, you know, just, that always annoyed me. And what else annoyed me was when guys would tell me how wasted we got last time I was in town. But I would always just say, yeah, dude, I remember that. Like, <laughs> How wasted you got? Yeah, oh, yeah. they tell me, no. And I'd tell them. I'd say, no, I didn't drink anything last time I was in town. I'd be like, no, dude, we sat at the bar. We closed the bar out. We were drinking, you know, gin. I'd be like, dude, I didn't even like gin when I was 14. Like, that's some bullshit. <laughs> That's fucking weird. They just like yeah. create this memory in their mind. I don't know. Yeah, that's how it's memory like, works, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's when you're drunk too, you assume everyone else around you is also drunk. So yeah. that could have a lot to do with it. People were mostly cool, right? Um, did you uh didn't you have problems with like the singer a trap or like the singer a puddle of mud or was that just kind of everybody had problems with those guys? <laughs> I need, never had problems with either of them, actually. Uh, Chris from Trapped was always extremely cool to me. Oh, really? Really, really cool. Yeah, he was always very nice to me. He is hes an odd motherfucker. We toured with them for like six or eight weeks or something. He's a weird fucking dude, man. Like, yeah. really fucking weird. He loves, Chris loves himself some Chris. Like, I can't tell you how many times he told me, like, he would stand there and just talk to me about, like, how good he was at banging chicks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be standing there like, are we really having this conversation, dude? Like, you're telling me, like, how good you bang chicks. Like, you're in a band, dude. Like, Holy shit, you can't be proud of banging chicks when you're in a fucking band. Like, what are we, in the fucking seventh grade? Right. He was odd. I was standing there one night in Iowa, and I was, you know, when we finished playing, I'd I'd walk around and hold CDs up, you know, and try and sell them. And he was drunk, and he really liked talking to me when he was drunk, so he comes up to me, and he's like, I see him out of the corner of my eye, and I'm not looking at him because I'm trying to sell CDs. And he comes up with, like, you know, the knife motion in his hand. And he's like, stab, stab, stab. I got you right inside, dude. Like you got to have your head on a swivel. And I'm just like, I'm laughing because he almost fake stabbed me in my fucking gun. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Damn. Chris, my head's on a swivel, dude. It's always on a swivel. I'm just not, you know, I'm not paying attention to you, Chris. Like, right. Fucking chill. He was weird, man. Dude, really don't weird. don't you piss in the stall with the locked door just so because you're so vulner, vulnerable when you're at the <laughs> and like are are you just scared someone's Did gonna fuck you with that? you or what? I've Did I've yeah. That? All right, yeah, I'm a paranoid motherfucker. Yes, I am paranoid. I've always been paranoid. I feel like you are never more vulnerable than when you're standing at a urinal with your back uncovered and your dick out. Right. So yeah, <laughs> Makes sense. I always I always had the 
fucking policy that, you know, I went in a public bathroom, I waited for a stall, and I locked that motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, and, and dudes can't cut it off like girls. Like, I could have an alligator on my leg, and I'm trying to piss on a bush, and I'm I, I'm trying to shake and finish and shake the alligator off my leg at the same time. Like, you can't yeah. just cut your piss stream as a man. <laughs> you piss a guy off, you walk into that. How many movies have you seen where they always get attacked at the urinal? Right. Happens yeah. all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And I know it's movies, it's not real life, but I don't want to be fighting a guy with my dick out. You know? Exactly. He's <laughs> so, getting pissed all over the place, pissing yeah. blood everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've always been paranoid. I didn't always talk about it, but yeah, I, I always... Safety first, man. You know, when you're that yeah. far from home and you're not home often, like, yeah, I was paranoid, but I was never aggressive paranoid. You know, I just paranoid to myself kept it to myself stayed safe right yeah <laughs> you'd, you'd be on the road for like months at a time and i remember you telling me once there was a venue we were playing at and they didn't want you to set up your merch table up front they wanted you to do it way in the back by the pool tables and you're like my fucking life is in this bag like i've been on the road for four months i am not setting there's like we don't have to play i'm not setting merch up back there and i was like damn He's got a fucking point, dude. <laughs> and and that's the secret that touring bands never talk about. Like, every touring band's got a bag of money somewhere. Right. You know? And I wasn't leaving, again, my paranoia. Never separate the gun from the money. You keep them together wherever you go. You never let right. them out of your sight, you know? Right. And I just, I, I remember that night, actually. Yeah, they want us around the corner. And I'm like, you want me to be on stage? While I leave a tip jar full of cash and three thousand dollars worth of merchandise around the fucking corner, like no, especially in Rockford, in no way, absolutely not. Yeah, no, it's the Rockford, but that place is a shithole. Ah, <laughs> yeah, I I went up to see Darren what last year November. Uh-huh. He took me to Rockford. I was like, I've been at places in places in Iraq safer than rockford rockford it was like the roads in iraq were better than rockford you ever <laughs> so. been to flint speaking of shithole places michigan michigan no, no. yeah oh my god don't go fucking brutal <laughs> yeah i where heard you, it's where really do you bad. live if you don't live in rockford where do you live audie where you live at oh me oh i'm, yeah. I'm stationed here in missouri oh yeah. okay Dar- darren's like six hours from me so i drove up there uh, seem he took me around and showed me the beautiful Rockford. It was great. Oh. Ate some ate some euros at Uncle Nick's. <laughs> we took what? in the local cuisine. <laughs> we're in Missouri. We stayed in Branson a couple times when we were so, in Missouri. So Branson is like two hours away from me. Okay. Uh, it's Fort Leonardwood. Yeah, Fort Leonardwood. Yeah, Fort Leonardwood. It's about an hour and a half from Springfield. Two hours from St. Louis. It's kind of it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, he's okay. a military police officer, so he like lives right on base and shit. Yeah, that's hardcore. That's got to be a hard fucking job, man. Uh, it's it has its its ups and downs. We play a lot of military towns. We're some tough motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, but... I I went when I was stationed at Benning, the NWR, which is like a a place that. It's like a company that supports military and gives like free tickets to bands, local or or big. So I was working and uh, I get this text message. It was an NWR text message. It's like, hey, we're giving out free tickets to David Allen Coe. 
I was like, are they serious? So I went down, got free tickets, Dave Allen Co. Just for the simple fact that I wanted to go down in history to say that the military gave out free tickets to see David Allen Co. I was like, yeah, that's kind of the greatest thing ever. Kind of <laughs> strange, like him of all people, you know? Right. That's, what, that, that's why I went. I was like, I got free tickets from from a, 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 an organization that gives, you know, supports the military. Here's some David Allen Co. tickets. Yeah, like the most racist country singer of all time. <laughs> yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah, Dude. I was like, wow, like, geez. Do you remember when, uh, Matt, do you remember when you made a sign, like a kick me sign, but it said racist, and you stuck it on this dude's back? <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking walked around the bar all night, and it fucking yeah. said racist? I do, yeah. He was, we were in, um, god damn, I, f- I feel like we were actually in Alabama. Um, the guy came up and he was talking to me at the merch table and it was one of those clubs that, you know, it was like a hip hop club most of the time, but we'd come through and it'd be a rock night and they're sort of playing hip hop between sets. And I guess he thought because I was in a rock band that I was fucking racist. So he comes up and starts talking about all this end music and I'm like standing there like, wow, what? Like, who so, do you yeah. think I am, dude? Yeah, like, <laughs> what gave you the impression that it's okay to use that word around me? Like, because because I'm white, like, we're both just racist now? <laughs> so, yeah, the second he turned around, I took my neon duct tape and I wrote, I'm a racist piece of shit on it. back. <laughs> I remember you were, like, you were on Facebook talking about it. Yeah. And you're like, I swear if that dude comes back to the merch table, he's fucking getting tased. <laughs> Where I'm from, like the D.C. area. I mean, I went to school with kids that were, you know, every race and religion and it, it wasn't a thing. You know, you didn't right. use words like that there. I mean, the D.C. area is the most highly educated part of the country when I was growing up. And it's just they were good people and I went to school with everybody and they were all just, they were all just people, you know, and then right. we started traveling. And I remember the first time I heard somebody casually use the N word, we were in Florida and it was the same thing. He was talking about the music and he just said this, this end music. And I'm me and Adam are like standing there looking at each other. Like wow. we use that word back home. We're about to fight. So we're like getting ready thinking shit's about to go down. And the guy recognized what we were doing. He's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. You can use that word down here. And we're like, ah, I don't, I don't no. think you can, dude. Right. <laughs> you can't ever use that word. That's fucking crazy. I don't yeah. understand how people can just be like that. I didn't yeah. know racism was real till I was in my mid-20s, man. No shit. Yeah. D.C.'s quite a rough area, too, though, ain't it? Like, it's got its hoods, right? Yeah, I mean, we're we're from outside the city. You know, the D.C. metro area, D.C. itself is only 10 square miles. And if you live in D.C., you're either really rich or really poor. Uh, so we're from Fairfax County, Virginia, which is, you know, you got D.C., then you got Arlington, then Fairfax. We're from Fairfax. So the only time I ever actually went into D.C. when I was a kid was when you wanted to buy drugs. Okay. Yeah. So are you uh you're a Redskin fan because they're your team or like where you're from then or what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you just <laughs> uh what's the what's your love-hate relationship with them cuz I think it's pretty fucking funny and uh, Audie was going to wear a Redskin shirt today but he couldn't yeah, find I it. couldn't find yeah. it. My my love-hate relationship with that team is all hate. 
Oh, okay. But don't you oh, root for him and shit or no? Uh, I used to root for him. I used to be a diehard fan, and I made the decision uh, after the cheerleader scandal where they were videotaping him naked when they didn't know and oh, circulating wow. the videotapes amongst executives and, you know, the 42 accusations of sexual harassment and assault. And there's been a $1.6 million settlement between the owner and something he did on his private plane with a woman. Once all that shit started, like I decided I am completely against the team, not contributing a penny of money, but they're still my team. I'm not going to learn the whole history of another team. So I actively root against them and troll them on every social media platform <laughs> and have for about three years. No, I see that. Like you tag the fuck out of them, dude. Yeah, like yeah. it's, yeah. it's hilarious. I got top fan status and I haven't said anything positive in five years. <laughs> you call them the Durs, right? Cause they're yep. called the commanders now. Yep. Call them the Durs. Do, do you agree with the whole name change? Like, because it's like a racial slur or not my place to say I'm, I'm, right. I'm a 40 year old white guy. I don't get right. to say, you know, I don't, I don't get to say if something is or isn't racist because yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's a great me. answer. So, right. Yeah. I mean, I always took the stance that they were my team growing up and it was their name. If they changed the name, I'm not going to stop rooting for the team. But if they sexually harass every female that walks in the building, I will stop rooting for the team. Right. You know, that's that's the fucking big issue. And people just are focused on this bullshit name when people are actually getting fucking hurt. You know? Yeah. Like there's bigger things to fucking worry about. Bigger things that need to be changed besides this fucking yep. name or bigger things yep. to be upset about, at least. Fuck. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's fucking billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. I'm not I'm not a sports guy, so I don't know anything about any of that shit. All I do is watch horror movies all fucking day long, so that's my sports. I hate horror movies. Really? <laughs> yeah. Fucking what? hate them. Why? Yeah, I never never told people because I was in like a rock band and you're supposed to love horror. Because right. I'm already fucking paranoid enough, man. I don't need to be worried about a fucking zombie. Like, yeah, right. I hear noise in the night, I'm getting the Glock anyway. Like I don't want to think it's a ghost. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense <laughs> do you guys have any like merch extra stuff that's like for sale or what we got to get audi in a super bob shirt because he's a big fucking fan now i'm gonna tell you a secret i have thrown away about 300 cds really <laughs> yeah, god damn what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> i still i think i still got some t-shirts somewhere but yeah, yeah my, my wife didn't want me to throw them away because, you know, they're CDs. But I had like 500 of them. So when she wasn't looking, I'd just sneak a box into the trash. Can. <laughs> Hell no. That's crazy, man. You think you'd fucking be able to sell them still. But I think everyone yeah. who knows already has you your CD. Ship you know? them and, you know, yeah, do all that yeah. shit. Yeah. Are, are you going to are you gonna release the, the anything that came out after uh, fucking <laughs> like Jon Snow and uh, Great Big World and shit? Yeah, I've actually been reaching out to Matt, uh, the, our producer, trying to get the wave files, and I talked to Curtis. Curtis going to help me list them. It's just cool. down on my priority list. Part right. of me wants to just never release it because it's good, and you know, fuck it. But part of me what? thinks I should release it. Well, at least email it to me. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, so well, I can let me hear it. it. <laughs> yeah, because 
you guys just like i mean you were always good in my eyes but then it's just like overnight after that fucking killer album like like just holy fuck john snow is crazy and uh that great big world like that's some of the best shit you guys ever put out so i just i gotta fucking hear that new one the new music is the best we've ever done that whole killer record that entire record i had like a three-year writer's block it was like pulling teeth every time i had to write no shit yeah it was rough actually nicotine blame nicotine i was off nicotine for three years and i couldn't fucking write oh damn that's crazy i hated half of that fucking record really yeah 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 i i have your uh handwritten lyrics like your original lyrics to killer and uh from your notebook you know that if you knew how many times i wrote that fucking song yeah oh my god yeah (laughs) that song took me like two fucking years to write man i wrote so many versions of it it was fucking unbelievable i got the final one because all the words that are on that piece of paper are on the cd so it must be like the most one of the more recent ones then i'm guessing i still have all my my books that i wrote in and the pen that i wrote the last three records with no shit yeah that's cool pretty pretty badass i got all your guys' symbols that you would like write for me all the funny ass stories and shit they're all hanging up in my pool table room Fucking awesome. fun. <laughs> I, I've got I've got you on Spotify, so that's that's all. Hey, that's that's what counts. I still get fucking paid. <laughs> really? Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Not a lot, like a couple hundred dollars every two or three months. That's, that's cool. Pretty, I, I yeah. don't know how that. How does that work? Is it they like you release the license for the the music? They take it, distribute, it, and then however many times it's played, it's how much money you get. Yeah, they filtered it all down. In a nutshell? In a nutshell. Like, Pretty much. You, I pay a company called TuneCore to register it and distribute it. Yeah, so they put it out. Okay. That yeah. So they give me give me money every now and then. So do you got to split it with Drew and Adam, or they're just like, fucking keep it? No, they let me keep it. Um, the band was into me for a little bit of money when we stopped, so they just said, whatever, take it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just for like pitching in, like paying for things, like just dumb shit, like hotels or fucking food or yeah. merch. A van, or, <laughs> a van, a van, just different shit. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. so you could possibly have a fat check coming because I've been blowing it up on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> no, Spotify doesn't actually pay you shit. Man. They like half, uh, they, don't yeah. they break it down like half cents and shit? Like, how does that even fucking possible? It's, yeah, they. They don't. I mean, the guy that owns Spotify is worth what, like four or five billion now. Jeez. So, yeah, he's what a he dick. Keeps most of the money for himself. Most of the money that I get paid is off of YouTube, actually. Okay. Oh, okay, that's fucking yeah. cool. Well, you should be getting some of there. I've watched Jon Snow probably about seventeen times. That's a good <laughs> I, song. Like, I, haven't, I haven't listened to that song in probably a yeah. year and a half. That's a good song, dude. That's some of the best. That's I. I think it's like the best rapping that you've done that I've heard so far. Yeah. I think so. There's a there's a song that I haven't released yet called um I don't even remember what it's called, but it's like a slow rap and I think it's my probably my best written song. I'll release it eventually. Yeah, I'd love to hear it, man. It's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, I like it. I um, so do you do you think you would like have like a little reunion and like throw something together with like adam or no no you're you're done huh done huh done yeah (laughs) no i mean adam and i are pretty similar and you know we did it 
for a living for so long that I think both of us would, if we stepped on stage, would just feel like posers now, you know? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. There's nothing worse than getting on stage and not being able to sell it, you know? And right. that's what we always yeah. did. We always sold it. Like people believed we were what we were saying we were because we were. And now we're, we're not. So yeah. I still want you to at least do a song with me. If I fucking record it, I'll do hook, verse, everything. I'll email it to you. You spit a verse, email it back, and then bam. Yeah. I got a fucking I'll, song with Matt be, Santoro on I'll it. Be in the back, I'll be in the background saying selling records. Can I do that? <laughs> Because I'm not talented at all. We'll figure out a way to get you in there, Audie. Yeah. Just let me throw in like a few little verses, you know. <laughs> you still got all your mannequins and shit? No, I mean, I got rid of all that shit. All I got left is some road cases and like my microphone and shit, which I'm thinking about throwing away. <laughs> Damn. Fuck all that. Um, <laughs> Before we let you go, man, because it's an hour, I don't want to take up too much of your Friday. Do you want to uh, talk about your, like, not your wood, but I guess your wood company? <laughs> I, I had to throw in a, I had to try to figure out a dick joke on the spot. Forgive me. I mean, I just, I, I, I own a shop now. I make furniture. Yeah. How'd you get into that? Like, did you always know how to make? No, man. Fucking shit? Dumb luck. I'm the luckiest motherfucker in the world. I dumb lucked into being a singer and then I dumb lucked into a career that I really fucking love. I, uh. You know, we toured for 10 years, mm -hmm. got paid in cash, you know, I was basically off the fucking grid for a decade, and uh, we're on the road in December, it's like the week before Christmas, uh, Adam's already talking to me about becoming a firefighter, we think he's going to get an academy, maybe in like August, maybe, because um, he wasn't sponsored, and you know, it's hard to get an academy, you know, without a fire station sponsoring you, so we're on the road, I don't even know where the fuck we are. It's like week before Christmas. Hold on, I'm reading. Oh, thank you, Benny. People are saying stuff. Uh, yeah, we we only bring up the cool comments. Uh, okay. We actually we, we actually just had to uh, block a guy that uh, I don't know if I should even say it. His, nah, uh, his dude, don't even say it, man. Yeah, he he's uh, he said I something little girls and boys, and he was saying some dumb shit, so we had to kick uh -huh. him out and. Oh, yeah, he wasn't like whoever you are, you piece of shit. If I find out, I'm gonna kick your fucking ass. Don't no, come on my podcast. Anything do that bad shit. about me? Was anybody talking shit about me? No, no, just some dude had this like pedophile name. He's like I blank little boys and girls. Wow. And then like, yeah, laugh so we kicked funny. Him out. Look at me. I kicked yeah. him. If, no yeah. If we find out who you are, I'm gonna fuck you up. Was it R. Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Dude, did you see in the news that uh, Rihanna and Chris? I probably shouldn't say this. Never mind. <laughs> I'll text it to you, Matt. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> nowadays I don't want to get fucking busted, but yeah. Well, anyway, we're on the road uh, week before Christmas, thinking Adam might be getting in the academy in like August. He gets a call. He'd made some friends, um, and they say, "Well, it looks like your paperwork got bumped up. We can get you in the academy January seventh, less than two weeks from where we were at that point." So he wakes me up and he's like telling me he's concerned. He's like, I, I, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, you go into the academy, dude. Like you don't get that opportunity to get your paperwork pushed yeah. to the top of the fucking pile. And you get into the academy as an unsponsored firefighter. Like you do it. So he did it. And, uh, we stopped playing and Adam and drew were trying to convince me 
to go more electronic and tour basically as myself with a drummer. And I'm like thinking about it and I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to tour without my best friend on the road. You know, like that's what it was about. It was a band built off of our friendship. I'm not going to continue to tour without the one thing that really gets you through the rough times, your best friend, you know? So I said, fuck it. I'm just not going to play. And uh, I'm sitting at home feeling sorry for myself for like a month. And my wife uh, had a friend that worked in a furniture store attached to a shop. And the uh, they had just lost one of their furniture builders. So they got me an interview. I walked in, got the fucking job. Uh, I had been a painter back home for like 15 years. So I got the job and it fucking turns out that I love it. And two years later, I bought the shop. So now I own own a business again. That is awesome. just fucking crazy. It's like the American dream, dude. Yeah. Straight got up. <laughs> got lucky. I'm a, I'm a lucky motherfucker. And you didn't know shit about building tables and humidors and they just, they showed you how to do it. And now you're fucking, you're really good at it, man. I, the shit you make is absurd. I've been fortunate. I mean, and luckily it's 2022 and every bit of learned information is on the internet. So, you know, I go in and work and I'd go home and watch videos for fucking seven hours and, I basically worked seven days a week for like two years and saved up some money. And when the opportunity presented itself, my wife and I bought it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do, you, yeah. do you guys, does your shop have a website or anything? Like, I feel like I should own something. I got all your fucking cool music stuff. Yeah. I feel like I should at least own like a wooden ashtray or something I could buy. Uh, next, time, next time I'm in Florida, I'm just going to drive down and go buy some shit and leave. Like, do it. Matt, I'm here to buy some shit. I'm not hang out. I just want to buy some shit. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, we bought the shop and, um, I don't have a website. <clears throat> I don't advertise. I don't do anything because the shop that I bought is attached to a furniture store and it's a very busy furniture store and we do all the custom builds. So <clears throat> I don't have fucking time to do anything, but fucking work. <laughs> right. I got, uh, I got some really good guys, uh, working for us and i just hired another guy i think we're gonna start him next week so just busy we got a fucking so kid i got a baby keep whole... yeah i know that's your fucking your kid looks just like you it is insane yeah, yeah. you got some strong facial features in your bloodline i'm guessing my whole fucking family man every boy's got the same face yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking happy for you, dude. Thank you so much for coming on, dude. I really fucking appreciate it. This is, uh, it's like, I don't know, man. I just, I'm still a fangirl when it comes to you. I don't know why. It's like, we're buddies. We've been friends for like seven years, dude. dude, Dude, my daughter's 10, and the first time we played together, she was a baby. So it's been like almost the whole time, you know? Like, she might have been like one or two or something, you know? But yeah, dude. Cause I was living in the hood in Rockford when we first met, and that was like fucking, it's like nine years ago or some shit. I remember that. What was that place called? Bar Three. That's right. God. Yeah, that was that was downtown. Like, there's worse parts of Rockford, but that part was, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. And dude, I walked home every night, man. Jeez, uh, I'd, I'd come down there, I'd hang out till two in the morning, get fucking hammered, play the show, watch Super Bob, and then I'd fucking walk home, dude, all by myself at like fucking two in the morning. <laughs> and I'm still alive to tell the story. 
I just ashed in my own water. You think it's still safe to drink it? Oh yeah, it's absolutely. absolutely. You've shaken lots of hands. Your immunity system's uh, your immune system's pretty high. I think. Yeah, it's just ash. So I don't know, man. We'll let you go, I guess, dude. It's been a cool. fucking hour. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, dude. It. Anytime you ever want to come back on, man, I'd love to have you back on. Yeah. This was a lot of fun, dude. Hey, I, I'm down. I got my son, real quick, man. My son, um, played great. You know, I, I've been playing all your stuff in the truck. I've got two, two uh, twelve subs in the back seat. You know, nothing crazy, just to have a good quality sound. Mm-hmm. And uh, played one of your songs. My son's like, I love this song. He, he doesn't really understand like lyrics it's like beats to him uh-huh and the uh great big world like the 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 sound of it in that system is just like phenomenal it's all the so, electronics like, yeah dude and uh i told him i was like hey you know super bob's gonna be on the podcast he's like, oh you're gonna talk about him he's like no 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 he's gonna be on it and he's like oh. <laughs> Can I come in and look? And I, I text him on his little iPod, and he might be asleep. But I was like, "Yeah, man, if you would come in and say hey, but but he might be asleep." But he'll if see knew, the video. If I knew your kid was gonna listen to this, I would have swore a lot less. No, 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 no. He's he's not gonna listen to it. Okay, he just wanted okay. to come in and see. You know, is he's basically he's checking on dad. Like dad's full of shit. Super Bob ain't on no fucking podcast. That's my exactly. son. Dar- Darren knows Bentley very well, and, and he checks people. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're, we always fuck with our kids, you know? So it's oh, like, yeah. yeah, right. That guy's that guy coming through the speaker in your car is not going to be on your yeah. podcast. Hey, you ever need me to text you a picture of me, I'll do it. Just right, so man. you're not bullshitting them. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, he's, man, kids nowadays, good luck to you, Matt. You got your hands. I'm telling you, you got you thought being a, a a rock star running a shop. Wait till wait till that boy's like. Wait till he's like five. <laughs> I, you know I'm struggling, man, because you know the way I grew up and the way most of my friends grew up, like adversity builds character. You know, you don't have your parents around. You're like running the fucking. Yeah streets and breaking the fucking law and getting fucking shit can wasted at 11 like you grow up to be a pretty strong dude like so i'm trying to figure out how i'm gonna raise a kid that's still tough when he's got both of his parents there you know so yeah. i'm gonna right. figure that shit out i think you'll yeah. figure it out you'll be all right yeah, yeah. yeah you'll, you'll do fine it, is this gonna be your only kid or are you guys gonna have one maybe down like the road to, we'd like to have another just because, cool. you know, I, I have brothers and sisters and my wife has brothers and sisters. And, you know, it's it's nice to grow up with a sibling. Yeah, absolutely. That's just the family unit, man. To have more than three would just be super duper cool, man. When mm-hmm. family family nights and shit like that. It's fucking amazing. It's the coolest thing ever, dude. Plus, when, when we had the kid, like I, I didn't have any preference, boy or girl. I didn't care at all. My wife wanted a boy. Because uh, she's Russian, and Russians value men over women. It's fucking like ingrained in her head. So she just wanted a boy. Now we had a boy. She wants a girl, but I want another boy so that they can fight each other without having to go to jail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. So tough, no. Toughens you up like a fucking brother. <laughs> oh yeah, no shit. So, now just just so the audience is clear, uh, 
Matt's wife is Russian, but he did not pay for her. No, she's she's not. legit. It's they, no. they they love each other. She yep. didn't get she didn't come on a boat that he paid for. Like she didn't have a shipping label on her or nothing. Did I ever tell you how I met her? No, uh. Uh-uh. I met her at a show in South Carolina. She was there on a blind date with a guy in a band we were playing with. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That guy didn't talk to me ever again. Oh yeah, I don't That's blame funny. him. That's fucking yeah. hilarious. I, was, I wonder you know, if he like, listens to you on Spotify. No, I doubt it. He looks like uh, he looks like Nikki Six, like kind of just <laughs> fuck. She lucked out. I find pictures of him every now and then and show it to her, and I'm like, "This is the dude. Remember that?" And she, yeah. No, he's he's rough looking now. Did he no, have I, guy? He had guy liner on and mascara. Oh yeah, no, it's it's bad. He's shaped like a thumb. Like it's bad. It's real bad. It's like big walking thumb with eyeliner and mascara on. I, I it's funny. I almost wore the Super Bob shirt with the th- with the face, but it's a thumbprint. Like, is that why you did that to make fun of that dude? No, no. I know. I'm just kidding. No, I so, got lucky because I we played together a bunch, and I'm sure you notice like I, i'm not the kind of guy that ever hits on a girl much less the prettiest girl in the club and i was just standing there stretching before the show and she walked up and just started talking to me and i was like the fuck are you talking to me for but okay that got I, i'm a lucky motherfucker i got lucky yeah dude <laughs> rock star kids the girl owns a business lives in florida yeah in my last job playing music <laughs> was a hobby. That's what, you know, I always say this. Young white guys, their hobby is to play rock and roll music. Old white guys, their hobby is to build stuff. I got fucking lucky. <laughs> Damn. I never thought about it like that, dude. Yeah, I've had my last... Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, say hey real I'm quick. Super Bob. You say Hi, hey? Bentley. I'm Matt from Super Hi. Bob. How are you? <laughs> I told you, Daddy, what bullshitting. I just called you in here to prove my point. That's awesome. <laughs> Love you, man. Today's his birthday. He's eight. Dude, happy birthday. He said happy birthday. Eight. Yeah. Oh, you can hear him? Oh, okay. All right, buddy. Oh, you read his lips? Look at you. Stay in school. What do you say? What do you say? He said stay in school. <laughs> All right, man. I told you I was just proving you wrong. Mm. Love you, dude. <laughs> that's awesome, right? That was that's, awesome. that's what you gotta look forward to, man. It's the the best thing in the world is having kids, but it's the hardest thing, man. God, I I, I tell my son all the time. I was like, I legally cannot wait till you're of the legal age. I can kick you out. Like I cannot wait. I haven't had a day off in nine months, man. Yeah, it gets worse. Yeah, well, we, uh, you know, we had the baby, and my wife works, but she's fully remote. She works from home. So we had the kid, and we're like, we're not going to do daycare. She can just watch the kid and work. Well, after two months, there's no fucking chance you can work and watch a kid. So uh, we don't do daycare. I stay home and watch the kid while she's working Mm -hmm. from home, and then I go to work. You know, three, yeah. four, five, and I work till you know twelve, one in the morning. Well, well dude, you're almost you're almost working just to pay for daycare, man. In this in today's world, yeah, that's and, why and, that's why Brittany didn't work until he was like of age to go to school because her paychecks would pay the 
mm-hmm. like 600 bucks a week or something like that. And we're in Florida. You don't oh, want yeah. to in Florida, man. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's how you end up with a Florida man. <laughs> so, Dude, I always call Florida God's junk drawer. Man, it's so nice down here, though. I'm in short sleeves. Oh, I bet. I know. It's just it's always the the horror stories, but I mean, there's bad people everywhere, so yeah, it's yeah, just well, a I, shitty joke. I live in. Oh no, I I totally get the joke, but I live in St. Pete, and there's really nobody here is from here. So right. I get it. St. Pete. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so, what are you gonna do when uh, your son tells you he's gonna sing in a rock band? <laughs> Hopefully, he's smarter than I was. <laughs> I hope. I would rather him not be a musician. <laughs> right. Well, what, you think you didn't? You think you'd embrace it or what? No, fuck no, no, because I, I, no. Uh, fuck I that. He's got a wood chop to run when he's fucking sixteen. Yeah, he's got to take over the family business, bro. No, I want to be smart. I want to do some shit like my brother. Be like a programmer, or I don't know. Be smart. Not right. have to actually. You know, I. I you want your kids to do better than you, you know? I don't want yeah. to fucking... I want to be able to afford daycare when he has a kid, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be happy if... If my kid ever asks me <clears throat> for advice on what to do, I'm going to tell him, if you want to make money, you got to be in the money business. So go to fucking school and actually work in the money business. Those are the people yeah. that do well. See, my dad always told me that I should either be like a chef or a coroner because people always have to eat and people always have to die. So there's job security. That's true. <laughs> Benny wants to know if we have a snake problem in St. Pete. No, we don't. I've only ever seen two snakes in my yard. Something about the Gulf Coast has less snakes than the other side. But are you near water snakes. at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, three and a half miles from the Gulf. So, but you don't have like a gator problem or nothing, right? I mean, there's gators. Yeah. But, uh, I wake up and I watch the kid. And then after I'm watching the kid, I go to work. So I can tell you with certainty that I've never seen a gator in my house or in my shop. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> But beyond that, I don't I don't go anywhere. I, I shit. I still haven't even really made a friend down here. I don't do shit, man. I work. That's that's really it. I you just moved down there because that's where she lived, right? Yeah, we we started dating about ten years ago. Uh I was living in D I was I don't even remember. She was in South Carolina. Uh we lived together in South Carolina for a couple of years and then we broke up for a year and a half and I moved back to DC and she moved to Florida. So when we got back together, I moved down to Florida. All right, cool. Yeah. I remember you telling me that I'm like, why the fuck did you move down there? You're like, that's where my girlfriend lives. I was like, yeah. Oh shit. Okay. I love it down here. It's warm. Yeah. Florida is amazing. I've never been down there. I'm going to have to check it out. I if I do, Florida. I'll make sure to come down there by where you're at. We can go out to eat or something. This is our third winter in this house, and this was the first time I've had to turn the heat on. Damn. Yeah. That's awesome. It it comes in spurts. Like, every other year, you get a little cold. Yeah. Yep. And cold here is, like, in the 50s. 50s. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Love it. 
All right, well, let's fucking uh, get out of here, I guess, yeah. man. Cool. Appreciate Good talking, it, man. guys. Yeah, absolutely. I love you, brother. I'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks for hopping on, dude. All right, guys. Thank you. Later, dude. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
So you should come to that one. Oh, dude, that's right up the road. Yeah, well, I told you about it. We have a yeah. private overnight there. Yeah. It's a private I, overnight. It's not dude, the tour thing. It's ours for the fucking night. You should come. I need dude. to pay you. I need to give you money, don't I? I think it's only like 120 bucks. Yeah. I think it's like $120 per person. Yeah. We we went last year. It's on my YouTube channel. We we did an investigation. Yeah. Caught some stuff. It's haunted, dude. There's some activity definitely there. Yes. I think, I think you'll enjoy it. It's going to be tons of fun. I can't yeah. wait. Hell yeah. Um. So, yeah. Thank you, Matt Santoro. Please go listen to Super Bob. They're fucking amazing. They're yeah. on Spotify. Watch them on Spotify. Watch them on YouTube. YouTube. Actually. Do yeah. YouTube. He gets paid better that way. They have really good music videos anyway. So just go yeah. fucking watch them. They have some fun cover songs that are really cool. Their live performance is fucking bar none, dude. They're yeah. so fun and he, synchronized. He amazing. He definitely works the crowd and, and he's humble. And you know how I am with people that are humble. I don't like egotistic assholes. Like he, he right. even said it, you know, the, the singers are like the ego monsters of the, the group, but Right. But no, Matt, man, he's he's genuine. He's down to earth. Like, yeah, I love that dude. He's yeah, fucking amazing. He's a good dude. He's super duper rad. And he cool. said he's not back on, so that's awesome. Oh yeah. Listen to Super Bob Drink Ribbit. Please contribute to our Patreon. Uh five bucks a month. We'll, we'll like right now, after this, Audie and I are hopping off and we're gonna do an episode just for the patrons. So yeah. those are the kind of things that you get for five bucks a month. And when we get our merch, you get that for free. Yep. Yep. We're working on it. I've I would show the picture of the recent art, but it's the file's too big for this to show. So, oh, the one that Max Cave did. Yeah, he hooked he hooked us up. It's so. such a good fucking yeah artwork. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. And I tried earlier before we started, and it you can't see. Oh, like I mean, if you I, did I, it I, on your phone. Well, I mean, it was on on the computer. Uh. I can probably put it on the screen for people. Sneak peek, shit yeah. quality from the phone. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. What do you say, man? Let's. Yeah. yeah let's get off, man. That's gonna be our t-shirt. So all you patrons without, are gonna get without us. Free. Yeah, without we're us. not gonna be on our faces. That'll nah. be the art print that we autograph and send to everybody yeah. for those who are interested yeah. in that as well. And and keep in mind, this money is going back into everything we put into this. I pay like $50 a month for this. And you know, it's, it's more or less just so we could do it for the fans. Like I don't need the money. I need the money. If I want to give merch stickers, I'll print stuff for Patreon. It's more or less to build the audience and build what we're trying to do. So it's right. not like I, I see all these other people that do Patreon and just like they're scams. And mm -hmm. what we're trying to do, it's like, I want a pile of stickers, patches, shirts, you know, I want to print stuff because that costs money and I want to give it back. Like Ryan, Ryan's getting, he's getting a Michael Myers resin bust and I got it right over there. I'd show it. But. Right. Did you send out so, that Jim Morrison one yet? I, dude, I have not. And if Benny, if you're watching, dude, I promise you, I'm going to send it out. Like I've been busy at work and uh, I'm not giving no excuses. I've just, I've been too fucking busy to fucking. God damn you, Audie. Yeah, I sucks. Sorry, Benny, but it's definitely yours. I just haven't got it out yet. I'm staring right at the fucking thing. <laughs> like right, All right. Like I, I want to show it. I don't want to be a dickhead to Benny. I, I want look, look, Benny, if you're watching, dude, this is yours, man. I, I just haven't just <laughs> fucking haven't got it out. I even wrote a little Funny. thing on the bottom for you. 
you know what? I'll I'll send this out when we get our stickers because I did order us about a hundred stickers. So okay, that makes I'll sense. Some stickers can... in there. So all right, cool. Yeah, man. Let's get out of here. All right. Thank you all so much. You yep. gonna do the outro? Yeah. All right. See you. Thank you for tuning in to our little Passion Project podcast. Remember, we go live every single Friday night, same damn time, same damn channel. So if you miss it, don't blame us.